Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is Luke Wright, Luke Motivates, and I'm here with my partner, Patrick Foreman, Returning Citizens Magazine. And you are tuning in to Both Sides of, of the, the bars. bars. Man, Patrick, today is a wonderful day. The weather is good. I know. I man, know. Did, did you get to, get to watch the game last night? I see, man. I, I, I told you we weren't going to talk about, about the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> you see, we had already had this discussion that we were not going to talk about football. I, 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 I'll call it now. Okay. It's probably going to be the Saints and Baltimore. Okay. In the Super Bowl. But, but you know, Patrick, the Patriots can still go. Y'all can still go. Oh, yeah. We're going to buy the tickets. <laughs> <laughs> So, Patrick, we're here today, man. We got some special guests in the house yes. today with us. We're talking about both sides of the bar, bringing in a different aspect. Yes. Who, who, who do we have with us today? Well, right here we have uh, Mr. Heavily Motivated himself, Mr. Thurston White. And then you introduce your guests, please. Okay, I'm, I'm Thurston White, Mr. Heavily Motivated, and I brought my mentor with me, Ms. Joy Stein. How y'all doing today? Well, I'm doing Joy. I'm doing amazing. Thank oh, you for asking. All right. So we, we got an awesome topic for the people today, yes. um, Patrick. So both sides of the bar, you know, each week when we talk to the people, we're talking about the individual that's inside. And um, the supporting the, cast. And the supporting cast is outside. outside right? Because just as the person who's inside prison or jail needs a plan, needs a strategy to uh, successfully mm -hmm. survive on the outside, the, the people on the um, outside, outside that supporting cast supporting need cast. to also have a plan mm -hmm. of how they're going to actually handle the situation when their loved one is trying to transition back into society. Because, I mean, it, it, it is not as easy as people think because we're talking about ways of life. Mm -hmm. I mean, they on the inside are living a certain way of life and you on the outside as that supporting cast has been thrust into, okay, you were here, but now you're not. So I need to figure out all of these things. I have to take care of everything now by myself mm. with the kids or However, the kids even have to change. It's a new way of life for them. So therefore, when that loved one comes back out, it's not as easy to assimilate back. Because mm. things have been going a certain way. It depends on how long the individuals have been inside, the tougher it is to break that mold. But thinking about that, we were having a discussion we're always having discussions, to be honest, because like we said before, we started the camera rolling and the tape recording. We said that, you know, 90% of people are learning through simple conversations. The mm -hmm. information is given through conversations. Mm -hmm. So therefore, we were talking about building wealth mm -hmm. and how people actually don't prepare for that. So, so... Let's, let's dive right back into that conversation because I think we were hitting some, some, uh, some we y'all were dropping some vital nuggets that need to be heard by many people. Mm -hmm. So we, we, I say we just turn the, turn the, you know. Oh, 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 oh. As you was talking, uh -huh. as you was talking about both sides and 
coming home and people on the outside, something struck me out in my personal story. Go ahead. Go ahead. Because when you're locked up, you're seeing life one way. You're seeing things one way. You're seeing what people aren't doing for you. You're seeing how much they are doing through the pictures and through what you hear. Mm. And then you're seeing, you're, you're feeling your stomach hurt and your belly hurt. So, ooh. I want to sort of say, uh, now the people don't know your story now. They don't know my story. So they, they, don't, they don't know your story. They don't, they don't know, you know. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. What do you do right now, Justin? What do you right. do now? I'm an asset protection specialist. Asset protection. Hold on, man. Drop some big words. Specialist and all this stuff. Asset yeah. protection. Yeah. Okay. What exactly is an asset protection specialist? What is that? What well, is that? what I do is I help families, I help individuals and businesses protect their two most important assets. Retirement and real estate. Okay. Retirement and real estate. Yes, sir. Okay. And that, that's it. You got real estate, right? Right. Because not everybody has real estate. And that's if you're in a career that also, you know, is leading you to retirement. Well, <laughs> we, we have plans to help you lead yourself there. If you're not in a career leading you there, I can sit down with you and develop a plan to help you lead yourself and your family towards a better financial situation. But I want to tell that story about when I was locked up on one side of the fence first. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> because when you was opening up, it really hit me. So I was in prison. For those of you, I, did, I was in prison. I did about, I did installment plans. I did 12 years, 12 years, 10 months in installments, two installment plans. Boom. So hold on, hold on. He talking some other language. Wait, wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hold on. So on the outside, you hear me talk about, oh, I'm going to get real estate, I'm going to do this, I'm not going to commit no crimes, I'm going to be in my family's life. But when I got inside and walked the track with my homies or we were drinking coffee or eating donuts, we was talking about, hey, man, that joint ain't going to let you go to New York. All my whispering conversations was about still doing wrong. So although I, I came home and did the right thing, once I got the opportunity to do wrong, I ran right into it. And that made me on my second installment in prison where I went back and did six years, ten months my second time. But this time it was different. I sold crack. No, no. I sold crack the first time. The second time I sold cocaine. Oh, that was what those whispers was about. Oh, wow. I whispered about a new way to do law, to commit crimes, to get money, was through selling cocaine. I ain't gonna sell crack any bigger than that. I'm gonna get cocaine and maybe cook it out to certain people. But basically, I'm gonna sell cocaine. So although I changed, I went to a new location, my lower self and my base instincts were still based still around, it was still based around getting money in the streets. So are you telling me? Let me ask you this question. Would you say that you got better at, at beating, the system? beating the system because you served too much? I thought I did. Thought you did. I thought I did. But, but then I realized I'm just not a good criminal because I keep moving court. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you don't think that you really reformed the first time? No, I just faked it. I faked it through. Oh, but, but the best way, 
Let me, let me ask this question, because we talked about uh, who's on your team mm-hmm. in one of our podcasts. So it sounds like the people who were squawking, because uh-huh. we talked about geese and uh, how they squawk to motivate and encourage each other on that flight. Mm-hmm. But the geese who were squawking at you, it seemed like they were squawking stuff to get him to a positive destination. They were squawking all that information to keep you going in a direction that got you right back where you were. But the interesting thing with me is, all my wounds are self-inflicted. Mm. It wasn't, I was the leader of the conversations. I was the guy planning and figuring out stuff. I never was the victim. I was more of the victimizer in like probably 80% of the situations I was in. So I was the geese, I was the, was the yeah. <laughs> I was squawking to everybody else, coming up with all these plans on better ways to do it. So I did it to myself. But I want to get back to the story because I was in prison mm-hmm. and I used to call home and I had an uncle named William. And my uncle William, he was financially well off, his life was good, and he was doing fine. And every time I talked to William, my second time being locked up, he was like, oh, I got you, I'm gonna send you $20, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. And he never gave me nothing, man. He lied to me every time. So my mother would be around him. She'd be like, oh, I'm at such and such house. Uh, William want to talk to you. So William would get on the phone. What's up, T? What are you doing? I'm like, nothing. I got you. I'm going to give your mom some money. He never did it. So I got released from prison. And while I was in the halfway house, my mother was like, oh, I'm over here. William and Sharonda is here. William want to talk to you. So I would look at the phone. I'm like, oh, here we go with this again. What lie do we got to do today? So I get on the phone, he's like, what's up? I was like, nothing, I'm trying to work. I'm riding a bike, I showed you the biceps. I'm riding a bike to work, just trying to get my life together. I really, really honestly want to do the right thing. He's like, okay, you want to do right? I was like, yeah, I want to do right. He was like, how can I help you? I was like, you still got all those giggles? He was like, yeah. What, what you want? You want a Suburban or you want a truck? I'm looking at the phone like, this guy's the biggest liar in town because he really don't care for me and he really don't love me. This is how I feel because over the years, you have lied to me every time you said you were going to send me money. Never got I didn't take into consideration what was going on in your life. I just wanted money so I could buy coffee and honey buns and maybe do a little gambling while I was incarcerated. That's all I wanted was money. I didn't care that you had rent. I didn't care if mm. you had bills or gas or insurance or a family to get. I didn't care about none of that. And now you feel in some type of way. I'm in my <laughs> big time problem. So he telling me, he's like, I got a truck that I can bring to you and you can go to work with it and you know you get something together. I was like, all right. So my mom get back on the phone. She's like, what you were talking about? Oh, nothing. I get off the phone, don't think about it, go to sleep, take a shower, wake up the next morning. When I wake up the next morning after I took a shower and my phone rang, and he said, man, um, I'm, I'm 20 minutes away. I was like, 20 minutes away from where? He's like, I'm 20 minutes away from the halfway house. Like, I'm bringing this truck down that you can you know, utilize while you get yourself together. So I was like, I was messed up. Because while I was on that side of the bar, I thought that he didn't love me because he didn't provide for me financially. But when I came on the other side of the bars, he was the first one stepped up to the plate and gave me the ability to get back and forth work. Because I got my license as soon as I got home. Mm. I did that. I had that set up through reentry. They told me I was able to get them. As soon as I got home, I got my license. But we have to understand, and this is for you guys that's in there, your phone cut off. For those of you guys that's in there are ready to come out, that just because people aren't pitching in financially don't mean that they don't love you or don't have plans to do something for you. Because you could not have told me that my uncle wouldn't care for me. Mm-hmm. Because he never sent me no money. Wow. I so based it you, I want you to go back and you said that the re-entry program mm-hmm. 
helped you so that when you got out, that your license was already taken care of. That was basically what you're saying. That wasn't something that you had to run around mm -hmm. and do. I left through reentry on the Haynesville the Soul Book. They set it up for me. I left there. I had an ID and I had a social security card in my property a year prior to me leaving prison. Okay. So when I came home, I just had and, and DMV came in and told me that I was eligible to get a driver's license. All mm -hmm. I had to do was take the test. Because they have come to the gym in prison. So, so let, let, let me ask you this, uh, Thurston. What problems would you have had if you didn't have re-entry to set that up for you? I probably would have fell short because I wouldn't have been able to access the support that was given to me. And with me falling short, I couldn't have catch a ride with the wrong folks mm. or being in the wrong places. Or I could might have just made me any money. Yeah, given up. Or maybe have taken the vehicle and driving without a license. That's, probably, that's exactly what I would have did. I was like, yeah, give me a shot, I got a license. That's exactly, he actually gave it to me. Mm. He didn't charge me nothing. He said, put in your name, get the insurance, and they have full bank cash. And I was really, I had to really think about it. And I looked at him, and I was, he gonna hear this podcast, and he was like, man, what's here? But I looked at him, and I was like, all these years, I thought that you didn't care about me. Mm. I honestly was like, how can your uncle not care about you? He right. never sent me no money. Mm. But he gave me that truck when he knew and he believed that I was ready to do the right thing. Right. So that goes back to support system. Right. Hold on. You said when you were ready to do right. the right thing. When you were ready to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. So sometimes our, our, our words say one thing, right. but we're not in a position mentally to actually receive that blessing. Yep. Okay. So we, we got to get back to this asset. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, Joya. Yes. Are you also an ass asset, asset protection, protection specialist? Absolutely. Um, my journey is a little different than Thurston's. Okay. Um, but you got your license. I do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Last time I checked. <laughs> but um, my journey began um, after giving birth to my sixth child. Um, How many? Six. Six of that. Yes. <laughs> Six years ago, okay. um, I was working in a corporate setting, mm -hmm. and they were pretty good to me. Um, you know, I was able to, you know, have um, just live a little bit above the cusp, you know, than the average American because, you know, they provided commission sales and things mm -hmm. of that nature, but they were not very family friendly. Mm. And so, uh, you know, having uh, been pregnant with my second sixth child, in my brain, I said I would never return. I was going to enter into the NBA, and that's the No Bosses Association. NBA, 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 No Bosses Association. I like that. I like that term. So I had always kind of been wired to be an entrepreneur, but, you know, coming from being 45 years old, having civil rights parents, it's all about getting a degree and working for somebody and having them provide you with a pension and a 401k and going through that model. But I saw that model begin to, you know, kind of fold. So I was introduced to um, the world of um, uh, insurance or wealth building. Mm -hmm. And the wealth building that I was introduced to, it kind of, I was a little upset. You know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. I was, you know, taught to work really hard, get a second job, mm -hmm. you know, and maybe go back and get a couple more degrees just so you can increase your income. And see, that's, that's the thing. And I, I, I found out I was trained to be on the wrong side of the cash flow. Yeah. 
And so when I realized that, you know, there were ways that you could, you know, let's just say, for instance, if you make $250,000 a year, you know, you could be working really hard for it, but there could be another person who could make $100,000 a year and actually be worth a million dollars. It's not about how hard you work, it's about, you know, how, where you put your income or how smart. So when I learned about asset protection, what it really does long term, mm -hmm. I realized that um, I wasn't having these conversations at my family cookouts. <laughs> wow. We were right. we were playing cards and dominoes.
have enough yeah. money yeah. in that tag where they don't even have to get student loans or they can and they or they can even give their children almost like fifty thousand dollars instead of throwing that, that that birthday party right where everybody's putting money in the hat we we, we got to tell these people about this one. Oh yeah yeah okay. definitely definitely but you know what we're gonna do it right after this break. right after break right after break right after break we we'll do we, it we right after break that fifty that fifty k hey 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 who don't want that who want Hey, hey, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Both Sides of the Bars. I'm Luke Wright, Luke Motivates, and I'm here with Patrick Foreman, Returning Citizen Magazine. All right. And we got some phenomenal guests here with us. Uh, thirsty, heavily motivated wife, and uh, Miss Joya Times. All right. So we're continuing our conversation on Both Sides of the Bars. And we promise to share with the with the people yeah. a way that boom you you could create you could take what you're making now and have 50k in the future for yourself and or your son or daughter. Well, it's preparation. That's what we're talking about. And I think Miss Georgia and uh, Thurston was going to share you know some vital stuff that we have been talking about before. Yeah, come on up for us. Yeah, I'd like to just let everybody out there know that I'm gonna put it in layman's terms. Mm -hmm. The money you're wasting at the store, I'm just gonna talk regular. The money you're wasting on the store on Red Bulls, Monster Energy Drink, cigarettes, black and miles, Newports, you're running to get French fries, or you're at Wawa getting a uh, quesadilla, whatever. It's just money that you're just wasting. There's some way you put that money to do way better benefit. God forbid if you're smoking drugs, you're using pills, you're going to the liquor store. A fraction of that money that you're spending, that the cost of a bottle of Hennessy and a pack of cigarettes mm -hmm. could really change your child's future mm -hmm. if you start early. Ooh. I, I want Joy to really share this information because all you guys that's out there popping bottles in the club, mm -hmm. getting shots, Long Island iced teas, Red Bulls, uh, Jaeger bombs. I'm gonna ask you if you can promise us in 2020 to put just 50% of that money towards the asset to change your child's future. We can really build something. We, we can build something. Yeah. All right, so I'm gonna set this up. Go ahead. So, Patrick, mm -hmm. I would say maybe in uh, the late 90s, 1999, 1998, I was working in uh, the Chesapeake, Virginia area. Right, right, right. Attention home. Yeah. And what? Um, it was an internship while I was attending Northern State. And while I attended... NSU? NSU! Yes, yes. Green and gold, baby. Yeah, Green yeah. and gold. I went there, too. <laughs> did great, but I did go. So while I was there, I would see a lot of young men and women come in and come out. And on visitation day, I would always see the mothers. Okay, and a lot of times uh, those stories didn't end up well. Yeah, the young men constantly returning. I would, I would leave on, on Friday uh, evening, mm -hmm. and a young man would leave, and if I came back Monday expecting not to see him, there he was back. He had gotten locked up during the weekend, probably was doing the same thing that he was initially in there for. Right. And so many of these mothers spend time going back and forth, um, working with their son, working with a lawyer, working with the school, working with the probation officer, mm. but they never think about what's gonna happen five, 10, 15 years 
down the road. And ladies and gentlemen, I know those of you that are listening all have run into that situation where you know a young man or a young woman in that situation and you're hoping that they're gonna get better and they don't. And then there's when you get that call, right? You get that call that, hey, something has happened and Andre, Tony, Trey, Lil Mac is not coming home tonight because he's at the morgue. And now everybody's looking for the family. Right. And now everyone is looking like, okay, how are we going to bury Trey, Andre, Lil Man, Boo Boo? And we we looking towards the church for donations. We're asking Big Mama, can she dip into yeah. her savings? Set up a GoFundMe. GoFundMe. Social Security. And how are we going to yes. do it? Fish um, Facebook, Facebook, right? <laughs> and, and, and then sometimes we had a situation where Little Trey, Boo Boo, Tony, whatever, does turn his life around. But five or ten years or fifteen years down the line, we he's still struggling because he or she doesn't have anything, no any financial backing to take him where his vision has been redirected. Okay, so Thursday and Joy, I want you to share with us a way that our listeners, you, you were touching on Thursday, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, everybody has advice, mm-hmm. right? Hey, I like Ben & Jerry's ice cream. I like Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> I like donuts. Um, um, I, like, I like beer. I'm, I'm particularly an IPA man, so I have my vices. And you mentioned some vices people like in yeah, I think, yeah, I think the ghetto single, yeah, yeah, the, the ghetto single, I, I gotta be ruthless, right? Yeah, I was always saying, like, black and mild, black and mild, Ripple, and people going out on the weekend and spending money that because they don't have $100, $100, right? Yeah, what the guy says, um, uh, the take on Eve, all Right? Mm-hmm. What do I mean by that? 
Um, so when I think about majority of the reasons why, because I, I did have a brother who was incarcerated for over 20 years, and I was vaccinated when I was in, you know, visitation. You know, everything, but the bottom line goes back to uh, money and sex. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Being the reasons why people are, you know, incarcerated. And um, I happened to be introduced to a product that I was under the impression that only worked for you if you died. Mm -hmm. And that was life insurance. Mm -hmm. So I was, you know, uh, you know, kind of taken back when I found out it's actually a product that you can use while you're alive. Okay, so say it again. You are under the illusion that life insurance only works for you when you die. That's right. But you're about to share with us that that is not quite true. Absolutely. That it can serve you while you're here. Absolutely. So, so, so you, you don't have to wait for your pot. Matter of fact, your folks and your people don't have to wait for that pot of gold when you're passing. That's right. We can use it today. Absolutely. All right, well, I'm just hearing about this. I'm 39 yeah. years old, I'm just hearing about it. That's the part that makes me mad. Yeah. Some people that hear this are going to be like, man, well, I'm just hearing about this right now. Right. But that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're sharing it with them today. Well, right. Right. Yeah. Okay. well, you know, I was um, taken aback when I found out that there's actually um, a product that normally, um, you know, uh, high-income earners, lawyers, doctors, you know, um, people of that nature have, um, you know, a, product where they were able to basically dump a lot of money into it mm -hmm. and um, so to speak create their own bank um, or hide their money tax-free so that they can compound it and they can grow it so if they needed to take a kid to college buy somebody a car bail somebody out of jail you know do all of these things hold on hold on hold on <laughs> so you said create their own bank, bank. So that means that you, there's a possibility that you can borrow money from your yourself. from yourself. Absolutely. Instead of going to the local banks and saying, "Can you please let me give you everything that I have all my information, and maybe you'll give me a good interest rate." So, are you, are you even saying this is a opportunity for them to turn their backs on the payday loan places that charge yes, sir. crazy amount of interest? Loan so instead of going to the payday loan place, okay, and borrowing. I guess your check you haven't even received yet. You're saying this is a way that they can borrow money, their own money, That's from right. themselves. Absolutely. Well, they got it. It's all in preparation. Okay. People have to prepare Absolutely. for the future. Mm -hmm. All right. So when I found out that there, um, it's some people, you know, there's another term they might call it a wrapper or something like that. And basically, where um, this is not microwave. You understand mm -hmm. what I'm saying? This mm -hmm. is not a situation. You buy a home. You know, you're looking for you to have equity, it takes time, okay? So this is a situation where you pay a monthly premium, okay? There's um, a couple of benefits. One of the benefits is there is a death benefit because one thing that we all know is what happens to all of us. We gotta pay taxes and we're gonna die, right? <laughs> so we got that out of the way. So there's a benefit in case, you know, when God says it's your time to go home, but there's also a benefit while you're alive. So you can actually put money inside of the life insurance policy, depending on what companies, all you know, all companies are different. You just have to kind of do your research. And the money can actually compound at a certain percentage. Usually the average is anywhere between six to ten percent. And after a period of time, you know, for me, I, I speak very passionately about this because mm -hmm. I, I 
do have six children, I was able to stay at home longer maternity leave mm -hmm. because I was like, I'm so in love with this baby, I don't want to go back to work. And they wired me free bread, you know, than whatever I had available because I had put in their money in there over a period of time. And so then I was able to borrow against my own money. So when you use this word, this C word, compound, what, what, what do you mean? What do you mean by compound? <laughs> okay. So compound just simply means that, you know, your money is going to grow over a period of time okay. and, it, and, and a faster rate. So the average person puts their money in a bank. In a bank, like 1%. Less than that, point zero zero. You know, say, and Albert Einstein has a great analogy that says it's called the rule of 72. I, I, I encourage any of you guys to Google it. Mm -hmm. And it simply means that if you take the number 72 mm -hmm. and divide it by the rate of return, so let's just say the rate of return is 1%, mm -hmm. that's how many years it's going to take your money to compound. So, example, simple math 72 divided by 1 equals what? So that means you put $100 in the bank, it's going to take 72 years for it to compound at least double. Wow. So do you have 72 years? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but when you start dividing 72, divided by 4, divided by 6, the numbers go from 7, 14, and now you're looking at, you know, putting, you know, you can see 5 grand turn to 10 grand, 10 grand turn to 100 grand. So these are things, areas that people can see. So an example. You start with the newborn baby. Mm -hmm. A life insurance policy can be written on a uh, baby that's 14 days old. And so you put something, you put it away, it's really inexpensive, you don't have to worry about it, boys are a little bit more high than girls, but not by much. And um, you, you don't think about it. This is a great tool for a grandparent to give to their grandchild. Right. So, so let's say that they should take me, right? And I go, or someone else, they, they have their vices and every Friday night you might go to the club or you might go to the bar. Women you, get eyelashes. Oh, you get your eyelashes, get your lace front, get your wig tight, you know, whatever. So maybe you say, okay, I'm gonna put just as much on my hair, but I'm gonna take that same amount and put into this account on a monthly basis for my son and daughter. Absolutely, okay. absolutely. And when you do it when they're younger, it really benefits and it grows a lot faster because this is about compounding over a period of time. So if you put it on even a child, 12, 13, 14, when they're 18, everybody's not wired to go to college. So if they, you know, you have money for them to go to college, or what if they have a great invention, your daughter makes great body butters, or you know, your son has created an app, mm -hmm. and you want to be their investor. You can say, son, I've been watching you, you know, you've been doing some great things, you're a good kid. Let me put 10 grand aside and I want you to build this app and we can present it to XYZ company. Mm -hmm. You know, instead of him going off to college and you know, he has to wait six years, eight years or whatever, he still might not be able to go after his dream. So basically this is a tool where we can really give children options and not only children, adults, because mm -hmm. the three-legged stool is getting ready to break and that means that you go to um, work for 40 years, mm -hmm. And then you have your retirement and your social security waiting for you. That ain't gonna be happening in the next 30 years. So you'll share about the brain. You understand what I'm saying? So if you don't have other tools that are in place because you give it, you know, your job, when you look at your paycheck, you make fifteen hundred dollars, but you got FICA, MICA, RICA, and XYZ up, you know, all those people are getting paid. And so in this particular situation, you can just it's not to say that you you can't invest some of those in an optional but you can just kind of rearrange where you're putting your money to give you a little bit more security.
So even if you have a situation where you have a son or daughter and you said, well, I'm, I put away $50 every paycheck, you know, in the bank for trade. Mm -hmm. What you're saying is this uh, plan, if, if I put away $50 a week for trade, right? And when he's 18 years old, if I put this in the bank, I'm not gonna have that much more than what I saved when he's 18. But if I put it in this insurance vehicle, not only will I have maybe six times more than what I invested, but I also have this insurance plan set aside in case something happens to Trey to, to, to benefit him. So well, there's also something that you can transfer to Trey too. If nothing happens to Trey, now you have something you can give to Trey. You know, and, and that's the key. The key is for individuals to actually build wealth, they have to think beyond themselves. Mm. So, so Thurston, so let's just, I want you to speak about the, the college aspect of it. Okay, so say for instance, uh, for our listeners out there, yes, and they have a sophomore or a junior, they, they have a young man or a young lady that's in college, and they're, they're thinking about it. 2021, uh, 2022 is coming up, and my baby's about to graduate, okay? But now they're thinking, okay, now, oh, I'm, oh we gonna have to start applying for student loans. How does this investment plan that you're talking about make a difference for them? How can it just change their perspective? One, it can change their world for their parent and the, uh, their son or daughter. How can it change their world? One, it can change their world because they have established their own bank something that they can go into and borrow against the money and the compounding interest. If they establish this for the child when the child is younger, mm -hmm. and by the time they're at college age, it's money that they can go in and borrow against and get a loan against their own money to go ahead and pay for the college or pay for whatever they want to pay for. When they do pay the interest back on the loan, they're paying their own self-interest. So, so they're borrowing from themselves. Borrowing from themselves. So they're paying themselves. They're paying themselves back. Okay, so, so, so basically what you're saying is that many times parents can, you know, hey, I, now I have to go um, and fill out the FAFSA form or whatever, or I may have to go to Wells Fargo or Citibank or whoever to fill out an application for a loan. But you're saying in this situation, you don't have to do that. If it's set up right and if it's properly, it has to be properly structured. Mm -hmm. You have to go to get the right professional to help you set it up and make sure it's structured correctly because what Joy is talking about, what we're all talking about, you have a bunch of vehicles. Mm -hmm. Say if you gotta go, three miles. You're not gonna walk three miles, but walking is a form of transportation. Mm -hmm. If you gotta go a mile, you might ride a bike. They have mopeds, they got scooters. If you gotta go from here to Virginia Beach, which is 140 miles, you wanna ride in your car. Mm -hmm. They got different kinds of cars. They got hoochies, they got buckets, they got mm -hmm. real nice luxury cars. They also have a bus. They have trains that travel. They have Uber that travel. Mm -hmm. And they have some of them have airplanes that go from here to there. Okay. So what we're talking about is the same vehicle to get you to where you want to go, but we're talking about the jets and the airplanes and the, the leisure parks, the transportation. So the form of investment strategy that George is talking about, that we're all talking about, is that airplane, it's that Bugatti, it's that Bentley that you're hearing about using. This tactic can get you where you want to go, but it's not going to be a fast trip. You have to be patient, you have to plan it. And I keep stressing the money we're spending on Red Bulls, the money you're spending on that Popeye's chicken, that you bring home 10 of them or five of them for the whole family, mm -hmm. 
we were putting aside into a life insurance policy for the kids so when they do get to college, we can go into it and borrow against them. And we should also pay ourselves back. So just because you borrow from yourself don't mean that you're better than anybody else who's trying to pay yourself back because it will affect different values of it. So you do have to understand that. So there's another aspect to this, I believe, that, you know, because some people might not find out about to turn 21. Or 39. Or 31. <laughs> I got my first one when I was 31. But I was watching television a couple years ago. I usually watch television on maternity leave, so I haven't watched TV. <laughs> but I was watching maybe Golf Channel or something like that. And uh, there was a commercial where it was obviously this young girl was very much skyping her parents. Mm -hmm. And the parents looked at her, she was on her computer, and they were like, it was a couple, a mother and a father talking to their daughter. And they were like, should we tell her? And, um, you know, they looked at the daughter, and I was like, oh my gosh, you know, my mind is like, is she pregnant? You know, what's yeah. going on? And they pushed the button, and they sent it to her, and they were like, oh, she was like, oh my gosh, thanks, mom. And then the computer came up saying, when are you going to give your child the first investment? Now, other channels, BT, all these other channels, they're not being proactive about when a child graduates from college. <laughs> let's start them with the first investment. Let's get them in front of an investor so that this is a part of their vernacular. Because if you start at 21, this is something that you're used to. You just graduated. You just got your own job. You know, instead of getting that upgrade department or, you know, instead of getting a Lexus, you might get a Toyota Camry, whatever it can be. Investing as a part of your life, you don't understand anything else right. at 21. Mm -hmm. So that maybe at 40, they have a different conversation than me at 40. They're like, okay, I'm going out to purchase a home and I'm not getting cash. Mm. Not an apartment, you said home. Here's something that we're really stressing and talking about, and you, you bring up a great point, because if you think about it, this is a life change for especially um, our culture, I would say, and many cultures. This is a life change. You have to think different, and it really pulls on what are you putting inside you. Meaning, what are you feeding your brain? On BET, guess what? They're not. They don't have those commercials like that. They got that's, bottles, yeah, those big that's, bucks, yeah, that's not what they're trying to feed you. You know, so so you have to be intentional. To be honest, you have to be intentional on seeking information that helps you. And and and. and that's why we have them here, because this podcast is strongly about getting the information that helps you on both sides of the bar actually be able to make a mutually beneficial decision for you and your family. And the only way you can do that is if the information is given to you. So. One, we thank you for tuning in to get this information. Here's something that I'm also going to tell you 
this ain't the end of uh, Mr. Heavily Motivated Thirsting White and Miss Joya Times because we're going to have them on another episode and we're going to continue this conversation because this is information that is not a one-time installation or installment. You know, <laughs> you know? we're we, we going to do this again and again well, tell them like and me again. Said, like Meek Mill said. What is it? It's levels to this. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's levels to this. That's all. That's all. That's all. Before we go, uh -huh. I mean, we've given these people valuable information, right? Yeah, yeah. Person is giving some information, Joy is giving them information, but we can't leave without telling the people uh -huh. how to get in contact with Thurston and Joy, right? I know, because that, that, that's the that, key. And that'd be almost like, you know, you go to a club and you meet a girl and she's like, oh man, and then you don't get the number. You know, you know what, <laughs> speaking of that, you know, way, way back in the day, I don't know who you are, hey, hey, but hey, I hey. asked for a number, and, 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 and she said, I'm going to just give you my name. <laughs> I said, what? You got to figure out the rest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. Okay. So, so we ain't going to do y'all like that. We ain't just going to give you their names. We're going to make sure that y'all know how to uh, locate them. Uh, they're in the, bless you, bless you. They're in, uh, we got this done, you know, pollen and everything in this area. It's affecting all of us, you know. But uh, you're in the Tidewater area. Tidewater. Right, right. So, you know, we're located in uh, upper D.C. kind of area, the northern part of Virginia. But they're down, you know, with the water and everything around Seven there. You know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Come on down, Pastor. Okay. This is uh, a yeah, Pastor Raymond A. Bell Jr. With uh, he's uh the pastor at Mount Hope Baptist Church. This is also my church, and uh, I want to introduce you to him simply because you're gonna be hearing from him too in the future. Cause oh, uh, Pastor is. He is one of those individuals that truly believes in growing individuals. So I wouldn't be where I'm at today and actually being uh, the prison ministry leader here at Mount Hope without such a great leader such as my pastor. So just, just give, give a, 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 a word, to be honest, Pastor. I just want to encourage you, to those who are listening, that irregardless of this new year where you are, God is able. 2020 means potential. We believe that God has potential in all of us. God believes in us. And I believe if you put God first in your life and seek the kingdom, you'd be, you'd be surprised the great things that God has in store. So I'm, I'm going to speak growth on you, prosperity, open-mindedness. But remember to be strategic, to plan properly, and let God work, and God will give the increase. So I pray that God will continue to bless you and strengthen you as you work with this team and move forward and grow Irregardless if you're in prison, you're out, you're in the workforce, your mother, your father, you're trying to raise children in your home. Mm -hmm. If you put God first, if you seek first the kingdom and let God speak into your life, I believe that God will grow you. Look forward to talking to you in the future. May God bless you. Hey, man, look at that. Look oh, at that. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. Oh, and, and Pastor wasn't even here he for the whole conversation. And let's look at God. <laughs> Magazine. Remember, you can't pull out, or it is very difficult to pull out what you haven't pulled, put in. Don't find an excuse. Find a way. This is Luke Wright, Luke Motivates. This is Patrick Foreman, and you have been watching and listening to Both Sides of the Bars. Bless you. <laughs> All right. All right. Do your thing.